Previously on Dateline Jassoon. My eyes closed and I felt myself drawn across the trackless immensity of space. We are the green ones of Mars, the empire of fuck, of the tribe of Tars, Tars. My name is John Carter. What is your name? There can be no peace! For soon, do you read? There can be no peace because you love war too much! For soon, do you read? Dateline Farsoon. Suddenly, a huge airship exploded. Came down, crashing in the event. Martians were falling from the side of the Happy New Year and welcome to show 24. Two weeks ago we left John Carter in the pits of Warhoon with the soldier from Helium, Kantos Khan, and they were plotting their escape and the rescue of the incomparable Deja Thoris. So sit back and enjoy the thrilling conclusion to Hardcover Theater's production of A Princess of Mars by Edgar Rice Burroughs. On the day of the games, the arena filled with gladiators. There were green men with the scars of many battles. And green females, no less ferocious. Red men whose courage far outstripped their stature. Wild cowards snapping their jaws with rage. Strength in your leaping. It is not possible that I could kill you. 
You are a fine warrior yourself, Kato's Khan. The land is fading. Remember our plan. Let's circle each other. <coughs> Swing your set up sword at my head. I'll duck. Now, I'll swing at your feet. Jump! In just a moment, I will leap away from you. And then I will leap back and thrust at your belly when I do carry my blow. Like this. Now, slip your sword between my arm and my side. Like this. Now, pull out your sword. And give me a death blow through the neck. You be careful to miss. I wandered for days. I knew not where traveling by night. Oh, the strange creatures I encountered on the Martian landscape. Uncouth, many-legged monstrosities. But I met a familiar creature, too. Hula! <laughs> oh, the poor cow was starving. Barely able to walk. Hundreds of miles from Thark, and somehow he had found me. Come along, boy. We must get you some food. I must get some food. After many hours, we came upon an immense building, far bigger than any edifice I'd ever seen standing alone on the Martian plain. It was a block of some unknown reddish-colored stone. No windows, no visible doors. Ula and I walked all the way around it. You wear the garb of a green man, and you travel with a green man's carrot, yet your shape is that of a red man. In color, you are neither green nor red. In the name of the ninth day, what manner of creature are you? I'm a friend of the Red Men, and I am starving. Please, take me in. You must leave the Callot outside. An opening appeared in the side of the building, a slit just large enough for me to slip through. Now pass through the first portal. Wait for me, boy. <laughs> section of wall raised like a curtain. Now pass through the second portal. A pair of enormous bones parted to admit me. Welcome to the atmosphere, thank thee. I cannot talk for long. The pumps require my attention. I must tend the pumps. Do you hear that whooshing sound? That is the whooshing of the pumps that pump the atmosphere. I would hate to think what would happen to Bar soon without the pumps. A planet with no atmosphere is a dead planet. Bar soon has been dying for nine billion years, but we have been keeping it alive. My memory, that is. My father tended the pumps and his father before him, and so on and so on, all the way back to the days of the yellow men from whom we are all descended. The men who built the cities where the green men now wrong. I myself have tended the pumps for 800 years, and I am not tired of doing it, oh no. I only wish for a little company every now and then. It is good to see you! 
I cannot talk for long. The pumps require my attention. The old man was a kind host. He offered me food and drink and enough in which to sleep. But all the while he was trying to read my mind. Oh dear, oh dear. The boy seems good and decent, but his thoughts are opaque to me. What if he means to harm the pumps? Basum will die. I wish he had never come to the atmosphere factory. I should never have let him in here. No, I should never have let him in. And I was reading his mind. What I saw was this. At night, I will come to him with a dagger. And I will say, <laughs> good night, my friend. May you have a long and restful sleep. I am sorry, but for the sake of Barsoom, you must sleep. And I will plunge the dagger. I cannot kill the old man. If I did, the factory would shut down. <coughs> and that would be the end of Mars. The end of Deja Thoris. I must escape. But how through these mighty walls? Then I remember the tones I heard when the three portals opened. I did not hear them with my ears. I heard them emanating from the old man's mind. The tones command the portals. I'll try and think of the tones, but in reverse. Dressed in the colors of helium. There's a war on, you know. 
are you doing here? Searching for Deja Thor's, of course. She is hidden somewhere in the city. Can you jump horses in Zodanga? Yes. The jerk Sarthan has fallen madly in love with her, and he's holding her prisoner until she agrees to marry him. You think she'll ever agree? I doubt it. She loathes him. He is famously loathsome. Uh, where is she being held? I don't know. The palace, I suspect. The palace was another building on stilts, splendidly hung with colored fabrics. I walked right in as if I belonged. The sentries did not stop me. I walked through the hallways as if I knew where I was going, until I heard her name. Deja Boris, Princess of Helium, request an audience with his magnanimousness, Sargon Jeddak of the Ganga. Seal myself behind a tapestry. Uh, ask the princess to what I owe the pleasure of this visit, when only two days ago she insulted me. It hurt my feelings. <laughs> Why have you come to see the Jeddak? I have come to beg the prince's pardon. Well, it's about time! And to propose a dynastic union as an end to the war between his people and mine. Are you serious? When I suggested we get married, you said you'd rather marry Tal Hages. Ask the princess if she still finds me so disgusting. The Jeddak wonders whether you now appreciate <laughs> the wisdom of his proposal. And value his royal self for its true worth. Yes, I do. There was an obstacle, but no more. And all I have to do is end the war. Yes. Do you love me? I mean, do you really love me? Does the yes. princess? Yes, Sarkon. I love you. <laughs> well then, I shall proclaim an end to the hostilities, and you and I will be married. Her. I must speak with her. Where is she? The palace was a maze of winding corridors, branching and turning in every direction. I wandered lost for what seemed like hours. What's that scent? A perfume. She's in that chamber. I come from Sarkon. I must speak with Deja Thoris. Where is your letter of authorization? No one comes from Sarthar without a letter of authorization. Let me pass. I must speak with Deja Thoris. You shall not pass without authorization. The only authorization I require is my sword. I do not wish to kill you, but if you force me to, I shall. <laughs> what? <laughs> you will kill all three of us. Will you let me pass in peace or no? They were all brave men. And it grieved me to cut them down. But I would have depopulated all the Barsoom in order to see my beloved. Can it be John Carter? I thought you were dead. If only you had come an hour earlier. But now it is too late. I do not have 
promised yourself the sock on if you knew I was alive? Do you believe, John Carter, that I would give my heart yesterday to you, and today to another? So long I saw you taken by the Walloonians. No one returns from Walloon. Everyone is swallowed by the games. I was not swallowed. I've come to claim you. It is too late. I have given my promise to South Lawn, and Angoshuma promise is final. Do not understand your customs. When the gods of Tal Ages were bearing down upon us, you spoke some words. Do not mean them. John Carter, I meant those words. But I cannot repeat them now. Do you not remember how you offended me? I offended you? When? You fought for me and won me, and I called you my chieftain over and over again. But you never claimed me as your wife. When you called me your princess, were you mocking me? No, I simply do not understand your customs. This is man's. Princess, I have wanted to marry you from the moment I first saw you. It is hopeless. I can never be yours while Sobham lives. You have signed your step -wise. No! I may not marry the man that slays my husband, even in self-defense. It is custom. And I soon we are ruled by custom. You must depart and never see me again. Customs. Curse the customs of Arsum! My ignorance has ruined me. Intruder! Sound the alarm! Three dogs are slain! My intruder! The guard of Asia Flores have been butchered! Bar the doors! Let no one leave the palace! <laughs> has my princess run away? Uh, no, Jedi! She is safe in her chamber! Oh, oh, good. I'm afraid she may. Uh, <clears throat> Who is responsible for this crime? Jedi! We do not know, but there is talk of a man. A man like a red man, but not a red man. A man who lived with the green men. A man of superhuman strength. There is talk that he did this deed. Well, let's find him then, all right? Makes me nervous to have a man running around killing people in my own palace. This is where I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep over the balcony, hanging lightly on the ground, I left the palace behind. When I found Contos gone, I told him what I had learned of Dejar Chorus. She is sacrificing herself for her people in order to end the war. She is the noblest of women. But this she must not do. Her people would rather die than see her soul to the houses of Dania. Is there any remedy, John Carter? How can we save the people of Heliod from this disgrace? If I could come within a soul's reach of Sarthon, there would be no further talk of his marriage. But, for personal reasons, I would prefer another struck the blow. Ah, you love her then. Does she know? She knows. Does she know? She repulses me only because she has promised herself to Sarthon. Oh, my friend, Zedango must be attacked now, before this wedding can take place. And after the city has fallen, I myself will strike down Sothar. But how will we get word to Helium? You see the great flyers, not the large airships, but the small one-man planes. Helium has them too. I was flying when searching for Dejathors when the Wahoonians took me. We will steal one from the Zodanga Navy. Impossible. 
They're kept on the roof of the barracks. There's guards everywhere. I will steal one. I will bring it to you. Wait for me outside the city walls. You'll fly to helium. Just tell me how to operate the controls. I quickly explained. <laughs> how will you steal one? How will you get on the roof of the Navy barracks? Contos come, my friend. Never mind how I will do it. I will give one. The barracks is a fortress 250 feet tall. Soldiers swarm the doorways. Pickets posted on every floor. No man! No matter how strong, no matter how determined, could reach the roof by going through the building. I had only one chance. It was a desperate chance, but I was willing to take it because it was for Deja Thoris. Finding the shadowy gap between two columns, I leapt onto the side of the building and began to climb.
when he is alone. We hear him cursing and gnashing his tusks. He thinks of nothing but his loss of the Red Princess and what he might do to her and you. His mind may be sick, but he is my tenant. I'm sorry. I cannot help you. You owe no allegiance to Tal Aegis. But he is Jedi Thark! You are no longer a Thark. You now wear the crown of Warhoon. You killed Darkova! You are the new Jedi of Warhoon! Yes, and upon my authority as Jedi, I name you my successor. May you rule justly and mercifully. This has never happened before. New Jedi's are always named my murder. Tars, Tarkis, Jedi! John Carter, Padwar. Thomas Tarkis, Jack! Green Man of Barsoom, the battle is over. Dark Cobra is dead. Thomas Tarkis is the new Jedi of Warhoon. This army will be twice as strong now that the Tharks and Warhoonians are no longer fighting each other. Jedi, what is your command? <laughs> We will march to Zoranga! There will be much killing of red men, much looting and pillaging. Come, destruction awaits us! It would take us two days to reach Zoranga on the morning of the second day. The red enemy approaches overhead! Tarsakis, no! These are the airships of Helium, the city of Dajon Wars! Do not shoot them down! The red men are mortal enemies of the green! They need not be so! They may be willing to help us attack Zodanga! Men of Helium! We green men want to speak with you! What could green men possibly have to say that would be of interest to us? We want to speak of Deja Doris! Flagship's landing! I am Tordos Gosses, Jeddak of Helium. You are brave to come among green men. Do you have my daughter? If you had harmed her, no! They do not have her. If not ponder, his eyes bring news of her. You bring news of Deja Thoris. Speak. But take care that you speak truly. If what you say is true, whether good news or bad, you will not be punished. I have ruled Helium for twenty years, and never been the sort of tyrant who punishes a messenger. Though I have heard much bad news. But if you bear falsehoods, you will regret that you ever stood before me, and I will be no less angry if you lie to spare me pain. Now speak. Ajar Thoris is safe, but in danger. What do you mean? No riddles! You try my temper! I told him what his daughter was proposing to do. Sothan? That pipsqueak! <laughs> that sneering, preening, arrogant! Child who treats his empire like a plaything, but a white ape would be a more suitable son-in-law. Then you must join us. We march to sack Zoranga and stop this marriage. Join you? Red men side by side with green. 
It's inconceivable. No, there must be another way. Jedi, Zodanga is strong. Strong enough to keep healing that day for 20 years. You are not a true red man, are you? That is why you do not understand. Red and green have never been friends. When a red man looks at a green man, he thinks, this man wants to kill me. I do not want to kill you now. How can we band together with those who have been hunting us and torturing us for sport and slaughtering us since before the seas ran dry? Still, I don't know whether I could bear to have grandchildren who look like Sarthar. You will make your choice. Very well. I will trust you, Green Jeddak. We move against Zodanga together. And afterwards, there may be peace between us. Peleonites, prepare to launch airships. We sail on Zodanga. Amen, the Green Men. When we reached our destination, Tars Tarkas held the body of the army out of sight, while I took a small contingent of warriors up to the city gates. The walls of Zadanga were made of Kavarunda, 70 feet high, 20 feet thick, impenetrable. Centuries patrolled the top of the wall. It's not unusual to see green soldiers outside the city. No cause for alarm. A handful of green men could never breach the Daniels defenses. John Carter ordered us to stand on each other's shoulders. Forming a map. And he climbed that rat. And leapt to the top of the wall. Ah! <laughs> I ran ahead to the palace, my heart in my throat. Would I arrive in time to prevent the unthinkable union of Deja Force and Sarthon? Oh, you're that odious fellow who's been running around killing everybody. 
<laughs> has it. You want my princess for your own. Well, you can't have her. Do you hear me? Tell him. So God, Jeddak of the day Inform the Jeddak that I will kill him unless he renounces his claim to Deja Thoris. <laughs> oh, hand me my bejeweled dagger. Oh, beautiful, isn't it? Oh, forged of precious metals, bedecked with precious stones. It seems too delicate to be dangerous. It'll cut you to ribbons. <laughs> it's like me. I'm not afraid of you, John Carter, because I know that you know that if you kill me, you can never marry Deja Thoris. <laughs> There's nothing stop me from killing you, Sob Thog. Carter's gone. Just as the battle was tilted toward the defenders. A fleet of airships from Helium arrived. So then the Navy forced to defend itself against this new threat. The green soldiers continued their rampage. The heavy tread of another army was heard. Kato's gone. How did you come here? The Helium Navy picked me up outside the city walls. I knew you'd be in the palace. Thank you, Padwal. It was a pleasure to serve my princess. <clears throat> you have killed the Jeddak of Zodenga. You are the new Jeddak of Zodenga. All hail his magnanimousness! Treachery, what do you want? I invite you to combat! Yeah! 
a final oration, full of defiance and cruelty and desire for danger of Doris. But just as I was opening my mouth to speak, my top hat fell off. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end of me. <laughs> Navy has triumphed. The army of Talhages has been scattered. I will combine what is left with my army. <laughs> it's Jericho Zedanga. My first act is to proclaim the day of celebration. Was there ever such a man as you, John Carter? You came here alone. A stranger, hunted, and yet you have done what has never been done in all the past ages of our seas. You have joined grief to grief, and red to red, and red to green. It was not I who did it. It was love. You may say that now, and I may listen. For I am free. I've done many strange things. Many things that wise men would not have dared. But never did I dream of winning a woman like you. Will you be mine, Dejah Thoris? You know the answer. And thus it was, on a planet not my own, with the alarms of war sounding all around us, that I took a princess in my arms. And I kissed her. There was such joy. Everyone shared in it. None more so than Tardos Kosas. His beloved father had been returned to him. And he was very pleased with his new son-in-law. Tardos Khan ruled wisely over Zedania. He vowed to transform it into the most beautiful city on Mars after it recovered from the ravages of war. Tardos Tarkas became Jack of all green Martians. His people's ways would never be completely smooth. But they could be made less rough. A little less rough. Sola came to live at the palace of Helia, and a lady's maid to Deja Thoris. And I lived with my husband in bliss. Have you left anyone out? <laughs> but then, a great emergency has arisen. The keeper of the atmosphere factory has not been heard from for two days. We have made repeated efforts to contact him, but he has not responded. I notice no difference in the air. You will notice one soon, my dear. I love you, John Carter. It is cruel that we must lose a lifetime of happiness. And we would soon have another to share it. Can nothing be done? If only we could get into the factory, but the walls of the building are impenetrable. Armies of green and red men have been pounding it with battering rams to no avail, and now they have grown too weak to keep trying. Let us bid each other farewell. It is the end. I thank fate for permitting us to die together. It shall not be, my princess. There must be some way. And John Carter, who has fought his way across this strange planet for love of you, will find it. 
Bring me a great flyer! As the sun set on Mars. Across craters and mountains, that crap. A shadow of death. John Carter flew just ahead of it. There was enough atmosphere to keep me a few feet off the ground. Across old sea bottoms. Across sandy plains. His airplane carried him, crossing dry rivers he flew. To stay aloft, I flung everything overboard except the engine and the compass. In the last minutes before night fell, the atmosphere that loomed in the sun's dying rays. John Carter stood before the great walls and thought the three tones. <laughs>
name is Steve Schroer. I uh, wrote and directed the show. Uh, I'm Jamie Rasmussen, and I'm playing John Carter. Hi, I'm Brian Miller, and I'm playing Kantos Khan. Hi, I'm Craig Anderson, I play Tal Pages and the Old Mayor. I'm Jesse Ray, I'm playing Tars Tarkas. Hi, my name is Gary Adcock, and I'm playing Doc Tova. Hi, my name is Daniel Churchill, and I play Saab Thawne and the back half of Lula in, uh, in this show. Hello. Hi, I'm Kevin Carnahan, and I play Tartos Cosas. That leaves us with uh, the two ladies who are involved in hairdressing, so it might be a, a moment before they're ready. That's fine, <laughs> whenever they're ready. Okay. Just introduce yourself and tell us what parts you play, please. I am Terry Ellison Bly, and I play Sola, and then I'm the attendant to Southon and assorted other characters. Hi, my name is Amber Swenson, and I play the part of Deja Torres. Thank you That little bit of music with the cast introductions was from the Podsafe Music Network. But during the show, the music composer was Hiram Titus. And in the introduction, I replayed Steve Ryan's John Carter of Mars mix. Thanks for joining us. I uh, want to thank, once again, Hardcover Theater for their magnificent efforts in producing Edgar Rice Burroughs' first novel, a Princess of Mars, and allowing me to record it. That is it, of course, for show 24. I'll talk to you in two weeks. This is Elmo from the Barsoomian Blade Bureau in Chicago, signing off. <laughs>